Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more, all for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Bradfo Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hits Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradfo Show. That's delicious. All right, episode 132, Bradfo Show. Pedro Martinez, please subscribe, please listen, please leave five-star reviews, do all of it. I want to get right to Pedro. I have a good conversation, a great conversation with Pedro Martinez about two things primarily, about where the game is going, how he views all the analytics and all that chaos and controversy, and also what makes a good GM, and most importantly, does Pedro Martinez want to be a GM? You might be surprised by the answer. Good conversation. Here it is. I'm dying to talk to you about this, about sort of the where baseball's going, how you perceive baseball uh, right now. Obviously, you're, you're following the postseason. You followed all season. You know, so much has been talked about, about analytics and the approach and the time of game and everything else. From your perspective, how much has it changed since since you played? And if you were playing right now, would it drive you nuts? Well, uh, it wouldn't drive me nuts because whenever you can get an advantage somehow or make your game easier, uh, you have to consider it. And uh, analytics uh, have ways to help your game, especially to read tendencies from players and stuff like that and understanding uh, more important than anything – uh, you know, in critical situations, what are the tendencies from, from that player? But at the same time, I also believe that instincts play a great role in baseball. Uh, they would never go away. Uh, normally, the players you have that you can say have success in the postseason, critical moments, uh, are for, for the clutch, are the players that have real good instincts for baseball, for situations. And, um, even though analytics help, uh, I will trust my instincts ahead of uh, probably the numbers mm. because you also have to understand that we're humans and not every day, even though the numbers tell you to go uh, to this area with the fastball, 
you might be able to execute those those fastballs. So you have to kind of uh, rely on your instinct and your own knowledge of your own self and and uh, you know the 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 kind of health that your your team may have. You know, you want to position one player in one area, but he might not reach to where you want him to reach. And that's where the instinct comes into play. You know, it's funny because I, I talk to a ton of people in the Red Sox organization who credits you for, for helping them along the way. Minor leaguers, major leaguers. So you're in the middle of this stuff. In the last couple of years, you've seen firsthand sort of what you're talking about with the analytics. And do you talk to do you talk to players about sort of juggling? Hey, you're getting a ton of information, but at the end of the day, you have to be true to yourself. Do you talk to them about that? Yes, I do. I try to uh, first of all uh, take take them to understand what their body is telling them uh, at the moment that they have to execute, and then if you can add up the analytics and uh, you know the, the the positioning or the anticipation to what you. Uh, want to do then you use it but at the same time remember until you step in between the white lines uh nothing happens and and you have you the one that's going to make it happen and you're the only one that know how you feel when you're in, in between the white lines and uh you can use analytics it would be great if i felt great every single day and i had 98 to get it by anybody up in the strike zone but if i only have 88 it's not the same. Hmm. I have to run to different sources, hmm. and and you 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 have to be resourceful. You have to be uh, aware of what's going on with your body, with your team, with the opposition. You also have to understand what you can do that day, you, because uh, in reality, not every day we are the same physical body out there. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's a long season uh, for pitchers, specifically. I will tell you. From my own experience in 18 years playing in the big leagues, uh, you only have your perfect staff three to four times a year. Mm. And that's when you have those great games and no hitters, the, the 15 to, to, to 17 strikeouts, mm. you get a shutout, you get a one hitter. Those are the days that you can actually make it look easy. But there are days where you're going to have to struggle and navigate yourself, as we saw lately. Mm -hmm. Max Scherzer went to Houston and threw 112 pitches in just five innings. <laughs> yeah. When I know Max Scherzer is able to finish a game on his own uh, with, those, with that amount of pitches or maybe less. Yeah. And, and it, it, it goes to explain uh, why you have to anticipate, why you have to understand what you have that day pitched to your strength, understand your position. That's where analytics really come into play. Uh, the positioning uh, may have a lot to see with, with, you know, velocity and speed and all that. You can use all those things to your advantage. Hmm. But at, at, the, at the moment you have to execute, you have to trust your instinct, your knowledge, and what you really know you have. Because locating is, is another thing when you're healthy. When you're healthy, you locate. When you're not healthy, you have a hard time. And you still got to go out there and try to execute. You know what drives me nuts this year, Pedro, is that I talked to a lot of the pitchers and and – there was so much of I'm going. I have to do it this way because this is how hitters are now. Like for instance, hitters can hit fastball, so I can't throw my fastball enough, and it would drive me nuts because I'm thinking, well, if you have an elite pitch, 
then why don't you just you prioritize that instead of worrying about what the hitters are doing, about launch angle and, and approaches from the hitters? Worry about yourself first. Am I off base? No, you're right. You're right. I, I totally agree with you. I think what makes any other pitch effective is a good fastball. Remember, if you throw a good changeup, it's because you have a good fastball that they, they have to pretty much eliminate if they want to go get your changeup. If, if you have a good changeup, means that they have to eliminate the changeup and go after your good fastball. And most of the hitters are good fastball hitters. So when you have a good slider or good changeup, it's only because you, you show something else. Mm -hmm. If you're only showing changeup and slider consistently, I mean, I, I, I would say 95%. They're going to eliminate the fastball and go after one of those two pitches. And they will, believe me, they will adjust to it and they will hit it too. Especially if you have to throw it in the strike zone. What makes a difference is the, the good fastball that then you can contrast with a good changeup, building a big gap between the fastball and the changeup so that they have to commit to just one and leave you with the rest to actually uh, put them away. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, most of the time what I've seen nowadays because baseball has gone younger and players are rushed up at an early age, they don't get enough time to repeat, to uh, command the strike zone. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of mistakes. That's what you see. A lot of uh, a lot of a yep. lot of a lot of uh, uh, mistakes in the strike zone, and that's why you're seeing a lot of ha a lot of hitters uh, taking advantage of some of the the pitchers that are in the big leagues because they're rushed, they're throwing hard. But they don't command the strike zone. They don't know how to locate. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you, you get a lot of crippled pitches in, in, in the middle of the plate. And it doesn't matter if it's 100. A Springer will turn it. A Tua will turn it. I mean, all those guys, are, a Bregman will turn it. It doesn't matter how hard you throw. If you don't locate it well, you, you got no shot at doing that. So and, and, and are executing. And that's what you see. Baseball is going younger. Uh, play, pitchers don't have the... the the proper repetitions that they need in the minor leagues, and you have a lot of a lot of strong guys out there swinging for the fences. The strikeouts don't matter really. Guys used to get pissed off when they strike out, mm -hmm. but nowadays it doesn't matter. So, uh, game has changed. It's homers and runs and offense and power pitching, but in reality, the the essence of the game, the knowledge of the game, the anticipation to the little things. And the, the fundamentals of the game and the fundamentals of pitching uh, are disappearing. And we're going to see very sloppy baseball from time to time. And the good teams and some of the teams that can combine the statistics and the analytics with, with basic baseball are the teams that are going to have success. And you've seen it in the Nationals. And they use some Astros. Well, well, and Pedro, and like you said, guys aren't getting the time in the minor leagues like they used to, right? I mean, they, they aren't no, getting they are. I remember my second year in the minor leagues, I pitched, I, I threw 177 innings in the minor leagues, and I was minor league player of the year. And I, I, I just don't see that happening, not even in the big leagues, with a, with a pitcher that's in the big leagues. Normally, a, a young prospect that's in the big leagues that throws 177 innings in the big leagues, most likely will be shut down. Mm -hmm. the, and I, I I did that in the minor leagues, and I I was always uh, 150 innings and above, and 
in the minor leagues. Yeah. Well, now, now if you can do that, you're going to be up in the major leagues because they need you. So. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, last thing is that. You know, I'm curious about. I don't know how well you know the the new Red Sox um, uh, chief baseball officer, a uh, high in bloom, or uh, or you know. But I, I just I, from your perspective, you've had a lot of you've played under a lot of GMs. You've worked for now a couple di- different GMs in this world. What makes a good GM? A good GM. The first thing I'm going to tell you is being able to connect with the players in a good way, uh, being able to be uh, approachable by the, the entire staff, not just the players, not the baseball uh, operation system, but management, good good, good relationship with management. I think uh, good connection to the players and the manager and the coaches. Uh, I think a good GM will be someone that treats everybody equal and uh, respects every everybody from the clubby to the president of, uh, of the team or the, the the top owner of the team I think uh, someone that's respectful of everybody and and treats everybody equal and uh, has a good connection with the entire organization will be a, a great GM uh, and also someone that could also understand uh, the different aspects that might pop up, uh, you know, during the stretches, uh, the chief of operations in in, in a team. You, you know, I remember. I, I remember. It must be weird for players to. There's two different aspects of dealing with a GM. It's seeing the guy around. You know, being able to talk baseball with him. But I think I remember in 2003, at the beginning of the year, when you were talking contract. I think it was Theo's first year. I mean, that was that's sort of a weird dynamic too. Would go face to face with a guy who you have to talk contract and business with as well, right? Well, the thing is, uh, uh, some of us could get confused when you see too many voices, when you hear too many voices around, when you have too many people interacting with you. Uh, I think uh, what you have to do is is balance what you the way you communicate with the players, the way you approach the players, the way you you invade their space. You have to create a balance. You have to understand when to go, when not to go. Uh, when a player is is willing to hear whatever you have to say, and when they're not, and that's why they have people like me in between management and and the players. So that we can actually pinpoint those moments where uh, it's probably a, a good suited moment for a GM to come and approach the players or discuss uh, contracts or talk business or whatever. Because most of the players, they, they all want to look good. I mean, nobody wants to go in front of 60,000 people and look bad. Mm-hmm. They are really uh, picky with the way they prepare. And all that, and you have to understand when they're when they're mentally preparing for for their work or whatever, it's not a good time to be approaching them about some of the other stuff that may worry or take some of their you know uh, time to to prepare. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I I just hope that uh, we don't have any distractions when it comes to contracts and stuff like that, and that we find a way to do it in a very professional and quiet way. Whenever we have to go through those situations that I went through with Tio and Lucino and Mr. Henry, 
Uh, I wish I was just talking to one person and that person would keep it quiet, whether we agreed or not, until we finally found a way out. Yeah. Uh, but too many voices and, and too many people uh, having comments. A front office person said that this closes, this deal is about to be closed. Uh, another executive at the front office said this. I don't, I, 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 I don't agree with those things. I think uh, we should just uh, find a balance to negotiate when it's right, talk to the players when it's right, uh, go into the clubhouse when it's right, uh, but figure it out. Really figure it out. When is the proper moment to do those things? Each one of them. Yeah, it sounds like you could be a good GM, to be honest with you. You, you seem to have a pretty good handle on it. So, um, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll let... I've, I've yep. been around a few good GMs. Yeah. And uh, uh, the, the, the most recent was Dave Dombrowski, and I, I wanted to be a shadow to Dave Dombrowski. And I'm, 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 I'm glad and very thankful that he allowed me the opportunity to... Uh, shadow him for for a few years and i had a great experience and not only that i i played the game i understand the players mm. i've been around the players and i experience it in in, in in my own way so i i'm fully aware of what might go on or what might show up in between a player and the gm and, and an organization i've been with boston for a long long time and uh, i i take time to Analyze what what goes on. Would you want to do it? You want to do it? Uh, not not as of now. No. I, it hasn't come across my mind. Mm. At first, when I joined the organization, I thought about it, but then I uh, I realized why I retired. <laughs> I retired because I wanted to be around my family. I wanted to have time for my family. I wanted to be uh, a regular man. Something I was never able to be when I was playing baseball. And uh, I realized how much work it takes to to do that mm-hmm. and uh i'm gonna continue to learn i don't know where the future is gonna probably land me so I, I'll, I'll just continue to learn get prepared just in case one day i i i find myself in the in the position to do it uh hopefully i will do it the right way mm-hmm. well the the president is now and you have a great we one of the great things you have going on is is this uh, collection of shirts celebrating the 20-year anniversary of your great season. Can you talk a little bit about that with Bleacher Report? Well, it's a great, it's a great thing that's going on because sometimes, uh, for for some others, it may not be as valuable, but for me, it's like the greatest achievement in life because imagine how many great players went through the organization hmm. in Boston and cannot be uh, named as one of the guys that, that pulled it off for Boston after 86 years and a long suffering. Uh, and I can actually include myself and say I was part of the nucleus that came over to Boston to do that. And I pulled it off. I could finally sign the Green Monster and say, <laughs> I, I went out there with the idea of bringing a ring to Boston bringing a trophy to Boston, and I did it. And, you know, to be part of that team that did it, it's so special to me, so unique. And then I had so many great moments in, 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 in while I was battling for, for the organization to get that ring. Uh, I want people to really appreciate it. And I know that I, I, 
I have in my favor the love and respect of so many people. I wanted to commemorate something. And you know what? I, I don't have many things that I can say. Those are unique Pedro things, you know? So I, I try to relive the moment and share it with the people through this church and uh, through these kind of programs that we're conducting. Bleacher Report has been great, uh, taking me and very selective athletes to, to recognize their, their career, you know, their, their history. And, um, I, I thought it was really cool, especially with the kind of clothing and stuff like that that they can make, cleats, gloves, um, and stuff that, that young players that didn't get to see me play probably would realize we did. Well, there's no question. And that's what we tell everybody. You said, this is the pitcher that you want to be like. All right, Pedro, I will talk to you soon. All right, told you. Great interview with Pedro Martinez. Pedro, thanks so much for joining us. And in case you don't know what we were talking about at the end of the interview, well, Bleach Report and Pedro have teamed up to celebrate his Hall of Fame career with the launch of Pedro Martinez and Bleacher Report World Tour Collection commemorating Pedro's 1999 Cy Young Award-winning season. It's a really cool group of shirts. You can go to bleacherreport.com to check those out. Also, rate, review, subscribe. Lord Hobo, thank you for all your support. A lot of news coming down with the Red Sox this week, so we're going to have a flurry of podcasts. Really appreciate everybody joining us, everyone listening, everyone subscribing. So we're going to keep the ball rolling. We'll see you next time. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nano spray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy to use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Ever wonder what it's like to play in an MLB game? Play Loud is your exclusive look into the fun of the game as we mic up the league's biggest players and follow them with dedicated cameras both on and off the field. Watch game time reactions to some of the biggest plays and follow your favorite players as they chat in the dugout with their teammates between innings. You never know what you're going to see or hear. It's baseball like you've never watched before. Tune in for new episodes of Play Loud only on the MLB YouTube channel. MLB YouTube channel.